1: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another Training Camp Recap. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and the Pittsburgh Steelers after a day off. On Wednesday, we're back on the Great Iron at Heinz Field on Thursday. And there was plenty to report about the Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot of people wondered if they were going to practice due to the social issues and injustices going on around the country. A lot of teams canceled their practice, postponed their practice. The Steelers decided to practice as scheduled. Mike Tomlin spoke about The social issues after the practice, you can read about that on Steelers.com. But to give you a quick summation, he said that he, his team, the organization look for uh, basically more than just a statement. They want to make a positive change, but they did practice and there was news from that practice. But before we get to the practice, what I typically do is because you have to remember in such strange and weird times of 2020 in regards to COVID-19 and restrictions for reporting, I'd like to go back and talk about everyone that might have spoken to the media prior to the actual workouts, and then we'll get into what happened at the workout. So first and foremost, we heard from Ben Roethlisberger today. That is right. The franchise quarterback, the future Hall of Fame quarterback spoke today, and he talked about a lot of different things. He spoke about on Wednesday, I came out of, out of nowhere, at least to the general public, that my gosh, he they, they released this docu-series. It's called Bigger Than Ben. If you have not seen it yet, you can see it on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. You can also just go to YouTube and search Bigger Than Ben. And it's maybe 15 minutes. But I tell you what, it is tremendous. I mean, remarkable. What they did was they went all the way back to the end of 2018. You have to remember where they were. Antonio Brown talks his way out of town. Ben Roethlisberger is getting drugged through the mud. It starts there, goes all the way up until Daryl Drake's death at training camp in 2019. It talks about the injury in depth and Roethlisberger was asked about this today. And he said that basically he and his wife started to document things of, of the surgery on their phone. And then the age his agent said, why don't we add some professionals and make this thing good? And it is phenomenal. So I know that's not really football related, but if you're a Steeler fan, you've been itching to get something that's football related, this is awesome. Um, other than that, Roethlisberger spoke about a lot of good stuff. He spoke about his contract and if he would actually sign a new contract, he said that right now he's just taking it year to year because you just don't know what's going to happen. And last year was perfectly a perfect example of that. Randy Feetner also spoke and he talked about how Roethlisberger has been put on kind of a pitch count. Uh, yeah, everything has been great so far with his elbow. Roethlisberger said that he's making throws that he didn't think he could make. Uh, but he's really getting those deep passes dialed in. It's great news across everything that's coming out of news from his health and his arm and his elbow has been 100% positive, but feeder said they still have to be cautious. He's still a, an aging quarterback. He's still a quarterback that has a lot of throws on that arm. And so for that reason, he is someone that is, they have to keep that under control, so to speak. Um, One really interesting, Chase Claypool's hype train is just on full tilt right now. I mean, everyone's talking about Chase Claypool in the Steelers circle. I don't know if he's getting the national media attention that he is in Pittsburgh, but in Pittsburgh, everyone's talking about the rookie receiver in the second round, Notre Dame, number 11, Chase Claypool. And Randy Feetner was asked about his relationship with Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger has been there for a lot of rookies, you know, that have really paved their way and and made a name for themselves, whether it's Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, Antonio Holmes. Um, I could go on in terms of the receivers that he has been a part of as a rookie. But the funny thing is, is that Claypool's relationship is really growing into a very unique one with Roethlisberger. And it was, Sometimes the age old saying is your best ability is your availability. And Fiedner said that his rapport with that, his rapport, meaning Claypool's rapport with Roethlisberger, is unique. Why? Because he's always there. He hasn't missed a snap. His conditioning level is high. He's super smart and he's making the transition seamlessly. Therefore, he says the opportunities are coming his way. So, again, his best ability is his availability. Now, we haven't gotten to see any 11 on 11 action. With the Pittsburgh Steelers at training camp, we don't get those views from the the Chuck Knoll Field seats where a fan is taking his cell phone camera out and he's filming their red zone or he's filming the two-minute drill. Well, they asked Roethlisberger, hey, in these 11-on-11 sessions, who's been winning? You know? Roethlisberger made it simple. Defense. He said the defense is winning. Now, he might have just said that to say that, but ultimately he also could be saying that because they are. Let's not forget, the Steelers' defense is pretty elite, and they are a good group. So if you can score on this group, then my goodness, it's it's you're doing something right. Now, yesterday, I'm sorry, on Tuesday, after the, the training camp recap on Tuesday, before their day off on Wednesday, Cam Sutton was kind of highlighted as the Swiss army knife is what I called it in the recap for behind the steel And he can do so many, play so many positions inside, outside safety, nickel, uh, drop down in the box. He can do it all for the Steelers secondary, but there might be another secondary player that is really trying to throw his hat into the versatile ring being a, you know, the more you can do. And that would be none other than Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen is a safety, but they've been using him as that Mark Barron type role, the athletic, Heavier, I mean, he, he has a heavier, bigger safety at Penn state. He was considered a thumper run downhill, play in the box, tackling machine. He might be one of those guys that you see move into that role. Now, Mike Tomlin said after practice, he's not really ready for that to say that he's ready for that move yet, but they are definitely trying him out there and giving him an opportunity to succeed in that capacity. So that's exciting news there. Next. Let's talk about some injuries. The Steelers got a lot of players back after their day off. The following players were back on the field in some way, shape, or form after uh, their day off on Wednesday. Juju Smith-Schuster, who had a couple days off, he was back. Kevin Dotson, who's been out for over a week with a knee, he was back on a limited basis. Same with Deontay Johnson. uh, Chooks Okorafor was back, limited, but with a groin. Wendell Smallwood, limited with a shoulder. Terrell Edmonds returned. His injury was undisclosed. Chris Wormley with a shoulder started to work his day way back. And Vance McDonald, the tight end, who had a day off, he was back on the field as well. However, they did have a couple players missing. Eric Ebron missed because of an illness. And then those that were previously injured that remained out of practice were Kevin Do- I'm sorry, Derwin Gray with a knee. Kareth White Jr. He's considered day-to-day. Um he's trying to work his way back. Alex Myers with a groin. Ryan Switzer is considered day-to-day with a foot. Cam Kennedy missed a long snapper was a knee and Derek Watt, we found out from Tomlin had surgery at some point and he's working his way back. He's, he should be good to go by, uh, the week one, the newest injury would be none other than Anthony McFarland, the rookie running back, fourth round pick out of Maryland. He suffered a concussion and will enter the NFL's concussion protocol, which means that he's probably out for at least a week. And then once he clears that protocol, he'll be back out on the practice field. So there you have it, all the background knowledge of the day that was in Steelers training camp. Let's get to the actual training camp report, which is produced by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And here's what they said. Nose tackle Daniel McCullers, Big Dan, the shade tree, received loud and emphatic praise from Tomlin on two occasions for his work in the drill the Steelers do to work on coming off the ball at the snap. A large portion of practice was devoted to special teams, including tackle to the ground, live kickoff returns and coverage, which has rarely if ever been the case. Anthony McFarlane and Ray Ray McLeod worked as the return men. On McLeod's first rep, he took the kick, worked upfield, made one cut in the hole, and ran to daylight, much to the pleasure of the players standing on the sideline. It's kind of a catch 22, though, as a quick sidebar. When a player makes a big play like that in practice, you're pumped because he made a big play, yet you're also upset that the team that you play for also was the one that gave up the big play. So keep that in mind. Place kicker Chris Boswell's leg had a busy day on field goals. He made kicks from 40, 41, 34. 42, 45, 50, and 48 yards on his own. During the live portion, he hit a 55-yard attempt off the right upright and then drilled one through the post that landed high up on the net. Seems like his leg is alive. Ray Raymond Cloud also got plenty of snaps at wide receiver and continued to make plays. He did drop one, but he made his share of catches, including a nice 20-yard reception over the middle from backup quarterback Mason Rudolph. In another example of how Ben Roethlisberger continues to show no issues whatsoever with the conditioning of his throwing arm, he executed a pump fake to create an opening for Juju Smith-Schuster down the seam for a long gain. A safety by trade, as we said earlier, Marcus Allen was running with inside linebackers. Jerry Olsavski, the inside linebackers coach, was giving him tips and conferring with him throughout practice. Benny Snell Jr. got the best of Allen on several plays in a drill where the running back took a pitch and the defender tried to keep him contained. Snell lowered his shoulder and ran over Allen by taking advantage of his aggressiveness. When Tomlin ordered a rematch, Snell juked Allen to the inside and made a miss. On a third straight matchup between the two, Snell juked Allen again, and then Snell ran him over on a fourth rep. Maybe not such a great start for Marcus Allen. We'll see. Maybe more impressive to getting himself more playing time. Snow was able to sniff out a blitzing cornerback and stuff him on a team drill. Chase Claypool made a nice diving catch in the end zone during seven shots. Seems like that's a common thread here. Fantasy football owners, keep your eye out for Chase Claypool. Safety Curtis Riley had an impressive pass defense on a throw down the seam on seven on sevens. Tackle Zach Banner had a pretty good run blocking day during a live scrimmage. He made a nice block on Mike Hilton, allowed James Conner to get 30 yards. Conner's participation early was limited because the Steelers wanted an extended look at Anthony McFarlane. But later in the practice, Conner was getting the ball and showed that he has picked up a little speed and quickness this offseason. Man, they give you just enough to get you really, really excited. You know what I mean? Uh, It's funny, when I finish these recaps, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, man, I'm excited for football to start. I cannot wait for football to get back, but it'll be here sooner than later. You know it. They'll be back and it'll be exciting. In the meantime, I really hope that you a enjoy these and that you b are taking, turning it, in, tuning into all of our podcasts on our behind the steel curtain platform. Remember you might follow us on YouTube and that's great. If you do go to youtube.com search, uh, BTSC Steelers radio, subscribe to the channel, like the videos. We really appreciate that. But If you are able to actually listen to our audio shows, you get so much more content wherever you're listening. Spotify, follow the show. Google Play, make sure you follow the show. iTunes, subscribe to the show. And if you really like the content, give us a five-star rating. Give us a good comment. Uh, Every time, every week on our Thursday night show, the Steelers preview, I'm going to check those comments. If we have a fresh one, I'm going to read them live on YouTube and on the air. We're trying to get more Ratings and comments on on iTunes, so please do that. It would help us out tremendously. And wherever you are, we're everywhere. We're on Pandora, Stitcher, Anchor, you name it. Make sure behindthesteelcurtain.com dot com is your one stop shop. We have training camp recaps, Mike Tomlin press conference recaps. We have highlights, we have film rooms, we have opinion pieces. You name it, we have it. I swear, it's your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. So if you haven't checked it out, please do so. In the meantime, I'll probably talk to you tomorrow after another Steelers practice.